This copyrighted podcast of the James Perspective has been paid for and funded by James M. Wilkerson. Any rebroadcast, reproduction, or other use of this podcast are a permutation and combination of words and sentences used in this podcast without the express written consent of James M. Wilkerson and the James Perspective is strictly prohibited. Morning, gentlemen. How we doing? Good morning. Good morning. I got Glenn and Dwayne FX today, but got the, we got the power crew here. Little yeah. Sog, little Sog. Yeah, the fearsome threesome. Anyway, well, Glenn, I'm glad that the moat worked and that no water got up into your house. Not so far, so I'm good. <laughs> I think it would take a 150 year flood to get that to happen. Anyway, welcome to the podcast, guys. We got. A lot to talk about today. Um, we're going to we're going to first cover this um, this Carrie Lake thing is is quite um, I don't know I'm speechless in some ways that it's a bombshell. We what's that? It's a bombshell, as they say. Yeah, I mean I'm easily speechless because you you know you always suspect and you always it's a conspiracy that they're taking money and passing it around. It's, it's all government money probably, but then you hear it, um, you just you just go and you know. Here's the thing, so all listeners need to know. We're going to go ahead and play this thing, this whole video, this whole audio. I think it's that important. But Dewitt quit over this thing. He what, what was his job? He was like head of the Republican Party or something like that. And, he was head of uh, Arizona GOP. Right. He quit. And I now I give be made up stuff, but I read what was supposed to be a tweet from him that I hope that Carrie Lake backs off. Cause she said that if I would quit, that she wouldn't play the next tape. And then he says the next tape is worse than this one. Okay. Which is hard to believe. So to, to set this up guys, that she was on the phone with the Republican chair. I think he wanted to talk. I to don't her. know that they were on the phone. I'm not sure about that, but it honestly, it's her recording because you hear the microphone rustling when she's um, talking. And somebody's recording this thing. And, um, you know, Glenn, you can say, say what you need to say about it because you've heard it. But it's he bribes her, tries to bribe her. Yeah. And the wheezy list. And she just calls it out. I mean, now, when I originally heard this, I thought, okay, this could be fake. Because AI can do this right now, y'all. Right. Um, and so I was wondering if Carrie Lake would confirm it. And then, um, RSBN, which is an online kind of Republican, uh, news organization interviewed her and, uh, she confirmed it was a real recording. But you know, we've been hearing about this East coast branch of the Republican party. <laughs> You're going to hear that. I think without much, any further ado, I think we should play it. What do you think? Yeah. Yep. The whole thing, it's going to take a while, ladies and gentlemen, but I think you need to hear it all. So what's going on? What is, uh, I'm assuming this is our friend. Uh, this, is, this, is, this is back east. They, there are very powerful people who want to keep you out. I know oh, they do. But they're willing to put their money where their mouth is in a big way. So, this conversation never happened. This is crazy, though. They should want me. I'm a great candidate. People love me. 
These people are corrupt. Well, maybe you're right. They are right. They are corrupt. This and is right. Don't, don't go. Do you ever know? I'll get myself in trouble. This, if you, if, you, if you say no, which is fine. It's your choice. Don't tell people. I got They're going to try to have me murdered. <laughs> I don't either. world, man. If that stuff that came out last week is right about the cartel stuff, man. I hear the car, they say the cartel's operating in 50 states right now. Like all 50, you mm-hmm. know? So. So what, what, what's going on? Who is it? What? Forget the who. Let me just tell you the what. Let's just say there are people calling around. Saying, gosh, no, they can't repeat this. Never repeat this. If you say no, don't. Because I got offered to buy out. Yeah. Don't. Because then we lose our ability to get other in the future. Here's this, my problem. Rather than just say, let's work with her. She's a great candidate. Because they don't own me. And it pisses me off. Yeah, I said it's about ownership. It's about control. I don't know if it's about control. It's about being on the team. Like I said. You know what I mean? They want to be on the team. They want you to be on their team. But just you know? But if they're pushing a globalist agenda, I can't do that. So what do they want? What do they want me to do? They want you to stay opportunities. <laughs> but, let me tell you what I can offer you. But, um, I said, you can do whatever you want to talk about this. So, the ask of me was, it's kind of funny. So the, the ask I got today from back east was, this is, this is is there any companies out there or something that can just put her on the payroll and give her to keep her out? I said, well, what do you want to do? Whatever we need. This is about defeating Trump. And I think that's a bad, bad thing for our country. DeSantis is not America first. This is about the final death blow to Trump. And I don't think that's good for our country. I love Trump. I love Trump. It's not good for our country, Jeff. It's not, but at the same time, I'm not even sure Trump can win. I don't know that he can I think what it really comes down to for a lot of people, not only about like control or agenda, it's about the ability to raise money to win. You know, if you really want to know, all of what looks, all of what's on the money, I think. And even on their end, like what makes them the most money? I know. These, all these consultants don't want their, their payday day. And I don't want to make a deal with these kind of people. This is a hill worth dying on. I, I'm she not, if they're going to steal the election to make me and our, our movement go away, I'm not letting them do that. I owe it to the people of Arizona. Or. To carry their torch and their voice. Or. Don't go away. This is the battles right now, Jeff. No, the battle is right now. The battle is right now, and um, we don't have time to, to pause on this battlefield. You're not. What you can't scratch their back. It's not for you. Yeah. You don't have anything to offer them, and they're sitting around people that have stuff to offer them. You know what I mean? It's just it's. It, it's a it's a back scratching club. That's all DC is. It's a big mm-hmm. back scratching club. You're in no you're in no position to scratch anybody's back, and you've already made it known that if you get there, you're not gonna scratch anybody's back. I don't scratch people's back. You know, I was I've been on the outs for a lot of people for a long time, but I don't scratch my 
Mm-hmm. Where are we in two years? If they steal the election again. Listen to what you're saying. Why don't we do something about it? What so that we the people can pick our... What can we do? I'm not willing to accept that. Then I'm going to be the biggest pain in these people's... Go back and tell them that. I'm running, and I'm going to be the biggest pain in their... And I'm willing to tell them that. And they're going to have to kill me. To stop me. I know, I know. Look. And, and you don't have to tell them that, but not. I don't think they will, but... Nah, I don't think that's the way they are. Uh, Either they come around and try to work with me, or I'm just going to... What would that gonna, entail? That would entail not telling... Layman's telling me, you got to distance yourself from Trump. I know, you distance yourself well, from DeSantis. He's, he's, he's all butthurt about that. But so. what I'm saying is, don't tell people that. I'm with Trump, okay? I want to work for I the betterment that. of Arizona. I'm, I'm not going to let these people back in D.C. tell me not to run. I'm not going to pause for two years. The battle is now. But I'm offended by whoever these people are that they're trying to why? buy me you out. Be, of. Well, you should be honored. That they're, I'm offended that there's people back there who just don't get about our country. You understand that? You should be honored. That, that <laughs> means they know how powerful you are. Well, I can tell them if that. If you were powerful, they wouldn't, they wouldn't want to have this conversation. Yeah. Right? You should be very few people get this. I know. I'm just, I'm pissed that they don't care more about our country. It's all about the mighty dollar to them. And that's offensive. I don't know. I honestly don't know. They want to get Trump so bad. They want him out that's so bad. Trump. This isn't about Trump. It's about you. It's not about Trump. It's not about Trump. Some people that are on this. Listen, I can win. Why don't you go back and tell them that I can win? And why don't they get behind me? I just see I see these things through a different lens. It's very personal to you. This was you. This was your name on the ballot. And I get that. And it's a very personal thing. Well, I have a um appointment coming up and I have to work on my book. Yeah. I, I'm not gonna I appreciate their concern. Just to say. Is there a number at which I can be bought? <laughs> what it's about. You think of Pox for a couple years. No. Let me go right back to what you're No. 10 million, 20 million, 30, no, no, no. A billion, no. This is not about money. This is about our country. I think it's disturbing that they would even, that anybody would think this is. I, I, no, to be fair, even me, even me, I'll say this. I want a fresh face right now for the reason that I've never seen anyone. I can't think of a single person in a federal race who lost, ran in and won. I can't think of it. You can think of it. Let me know. I'm not going to let these people who hate our country tell me not to run. You should call them and tell them to get behind me. I mean, I, I, I can win and they should words. get behind me. I, would, I will happily say those words. Yeah. Do you think my words will carry any weight? Okay, well, did you think you would come in here and that I would be bought? <laughs> it's not being bought. Yes, it is. It's I think. What it I is think. being bought. No. They, they are trying to buy me out of running. What and I it's, it's actually, I mean, all right, I'm flattered. It's, I'm offended. I'm offended think, for our country. We have people this, like this who live here. What I think is this. Is it can give you an incredible opportunity to have a bigger voice to fight for stuff. Than you currently. Yeah. 
I, I don't want to deal with people like this. These people are un-American, and I, I think they're unethical, and I would be absolutely immoral if I did that. Again. That's immoral. I couldn't, I couldn't, look, at my, I, I couldn't look at myself in the mirror if I, you know. It's just, it's very powerful people that are willing to, they really want someone different. They want new names, whatever it is. So they want Jim Lehman, that's a new name? No, actually, that's not even, that's a possibility, but they're even asking me. Like, I, I know, they, they've got all these new names, and I'm going to beat each and every one of them. Sorry, Jeff, take it back, take it back to them. Oh. I got I to gotta get working. I, I love you, but I got to get working. All right, I appreciate it. it. I mean, I'm just, I can't believe this. Hey, hey, again, be honored. Instead of them just, look, instead of just them working to beat you, they're trying to, like... They're, 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 this is about getting Trump out. Nah, don't yeah, know. it is. Don't want. Well, it's about DeSantis, getting DeSantis in. Getting DeSantis is, is getting Trump out. You're, you're, you're reading too deep into it. Well, let's see what happens. Maybe my case will go through. Maybe they'll do the right thing. I do too. That's my first goal. But they can't have me in the governor's office because then we're going to root out some of this corruption. You know what it is? The people don't get to choose their elected officials unless they're pre-approved by the swamp. And the swamp doesn't pre-approve of me. You need a strong party to help. I think you, you should go public with this and then no, say, "Hey, no, 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 no. These people don't want to. They don't want. They're." And then I turn my key in my car and I go. <laughs> <laughs> tell them I'm not flattered. I'm offended that they... Don't tell anybody that we had this conversation. I'm offended that they um, don't care about our country more. I actually wish you'd just give me a counteroffer this big. Give me a counter. I can't. I can't be bought. Come on. I can't. All right, I'll see you. Okay, bye-bye. Wow. That's all I can say. You can't, you can't get more evil and slimy than that. You can't. Glenn was right. If that ten minutes is, is worth it's worth ten minutes of your life to listen to that. That oh my give me a counter offer. That's all they needed from her to kill her. To kill her. And for him to go public, he'd get in his car, turn the key and go boom. But when she says they'll come after and try to kill me, oh no, no, they're not, not like that. <laughs> He's talking out both sides of his ass. <sighs> yeah, but what I'm getting at is it's amazing how well she walked that landmine because all she had to do is let me think about it. If, sec- if she would have just said that, she they would have had her. Because yeah. that's I want somebody recorded that. I don't think it was to protect her. I don't know how it got out, but my word. Well, it sounds if you re- you know I've listened to this thing three or four times. Um, you can hear her rustling around like she was eating chips and a drink because there was a couple of times. You know, I've done this on headphones. So there was a couple of times when you heard her sipping a straw. Um, you know, so, it, you know, this to me, that would indicate she knows the recording's on. So this wasn't recorded by some a third party. This was recorded by one of those two. And I think it was Carrie Lake. Now, I don't know that she released it. I have no evidence of that. Uh, it just got out. Now, it's interesting, it just got out, and then he was so afraid of what else she had, he resigned. Um, I mean, that happened. It's out. 
people called for his resignation, and then by the end of the day, he was resigned. Uh, and he he's was a saying, criminal. oh, he's, he's a, a criminal. He was bad, blah, blah, blah. He's a criminal. Mm-hmm. Well, he's one of the criminals. You know what I'm saying? Well, I mean, um, I know that. I mean, I mean, when I say that, I go, I don't know who. He never did disclose who the East Coast people were. Well, it, you know, the one thing, if you were listening to the, you know, and hopefully people will be able to hear this. At the very, very beginning, they say, is this from my friend? Carrie says that. And he says, yes. So she knows. So they both know. She knows and they both know who they're talking about. And she very, you know, brings out, you know, where is this? And my friend's in the East Coast. Now, that's New York there. You know, the, the, I won't even call them the Inos now. I call them not even the unit party. We need to Slimos. find the, the hit party or something else. The slime ball party. The Slimos. We'll uh, come up with a good name for them. They're know. criminals. They're criminals. I mean, uh, they're criminals. And, and so she, so you think she went in there knowing she was going to say no. But I mean, that's the whole thing is, is just, if she didn't handle that thing perfectly, it could have come back on her. If she would have said, well, let me think yeah. about it. All, that's all she had to say. They had her. Or, or all she had to say, well, how much? Then she's caught. That's it. That's all it took. One of those two things you said, Jane. One, you know, so let me think about it. Could be one, but also, uh, how much are they talking? Could be another one that would have encountered her. Give me a counter offer. Can you believe that, Dwayne? Let me tell you something else. I'm sitting here looking up. He became the state treasurer of Arizona in 2015, and he did not plan to seek reelection in 2018. In 2017, he got President Trump to, to nominate him chief financial officer of NASA. Wow. Yeah, Somebody's yeah, got to go been. back and look at a whole lot of stuff this guy's fingers have touched. Yeah. I mean, that's why I thought we should listen to the whole thing, because you'll find a bunch of 151-second ones, or there's one that's about five minutes, but this is the entire tape. So I thought it was important to listen to the whole thing. Well, I guess so. I mean, that, that's, that's, that, is, that is fraud. It's 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 It's... I, I can't get over it. Overcasting is what it is by itself, but it's also just this is what we've we've always believed this. I think a lot of us mm-hmm. that this is the kind of crap that goes on, but to hear it, there's a whole nother tunnel different. in the rabbit hole. Yeah, yeah, it's different. It's just way different. Well, after listening, to that, I feel like takes I gotta... the wind out of your sails in a way. Yeah, um, how can you possibly fight this bunch? I, uh, so now what he's revealed to us, the tip of the iceberg here, I think, is that there is a lot of wealthy businessmen that are trying to sink Trump behind the scenes. It's not just a political assassination. There's a monetary assassination taking place as well. Well, there's no doubt about that. This lawfare thing is amazing. You know, yeah. And that's, you know, there is Wall Street Journal had some article I wish I had it, but it was basically calling for Trump's assassination. You know, and Nikki Haley needs to stay in because you never know what's going to happen to Donald Trump. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's just, oh, sorry. I just, uh, I think not only is he willing to go to jail for us, James, he's willing to die for us and for his country. Mm-hmm. So is Carrie Lake. So, James, would you view Carrie Lake in this situation here as a staged vetting by her side, or do you think this is a legit vetting of her? Oh, she's being vetted. 
she's being vetted. I, I think she. I think she's clean. They'd already got her. Yeah, yeah. That's you like to say she's been in the game for a while now and was, you know, and probably, you know, probably. I, I don't have any evidence, but I will say it sure looks just like they stole the election from her. Mm-hmm. I think it's the same people that stole the election from her that's trying to buy her out. Yeah, and you heard in the tape, she says, this is about stealing the election again. I think he even confirmed it, you know, good old Jeff. Yeah, uh, Jeff, if you go back and look at Jeff's words, at least I was watching the transcript of that. And if the transcript's right, I believe you're right. I believe Jeff confirmed that he believes that the stolen. last presidential election was stolen. Yeah. And Say that again? There, there was a, a phrase or a sentence in there where Jeff said, that they would steal the election again, or instead of stealing the election again, or despite wow. they were going to steal it again. Basically confirming the last presidential election was stolen as far as Jeff DeWitt is concerned. Wow, I missed that. That's why he didn't want to run Trump, because they won't let him win. They'll steal it again. Something like that. And then he was saying, I never heard of, you know, I never remember someone who was president and came back after lost, then came back, and then won. You know, well, remember we, he said we, that. We, di we discovered that there was presidential oh, yeah. president number 22 and 24. Yeah, there were two. And so it has happened. Now, modern history, you could probably argue that, but I mean... Grover Cleveland. Yeah, I'm just... Uh, it's just, you know, you, you suspect this, but you don't know it. And you think there's a high probability, but you always have that wisp of maybe we're actually electing our president. But apparently, we probably haven't since Kennedy, at least. All right. So let's talk about if the, the, just we're speculating here that supposedly there's a second tape out there. Um, so Carrie Lake doesn't have to worry about the ignition and the bomb. Does she hold on to that thing for saying, hey, if this if something happens to me, release it that day? I think that's what she's got to do to say it, to keep her life. See, I think they're setting up Trump to be killed by some crazy guy. Okay. I don't think they're going to go shoot him. I think they're going to set somebody up to shoot him. Uh, that, well, what, I mean, what, about, what about the concept if a reveal is so shocking like this, it's so obvious, doesn't releasing it, actually provides some amount of protection because now yeah. something happens to her is too dang obvious. Yeah, it's too much on the nose then, and then it confirms everything. Yeah, yeah that's maybe why she did release it, or somebody in her organization. You know, I, I'm sure she's got clean hands on this in a way. All right, so, so think about this. We have... She's got something worse as well. <laughs> Yeah, but I want you to think about what's going on here. We have we have people out there who want to stay in power and get power and maintain it enough that they're willing to murder. And they're willing to steal a national election. They're willing to, to steal the in the, the uh, midterms. They're, they're willing to do that. And unlimited money and no shame. What do you do with that? I mean, what do you do? I know what I've been saying. How do you find it? I think this is one of the ways... You get, you know, you shine a light on it. You you make it so they can't hide. Now that may be what Carrie has in her next tape. 
here's all the people. Yeah, they <laughs> or were. they call. I, I said the, this. The East Coast guys called her. Yeah. I mean, was, Maybe you make a new secret police nope. that reports all the way up that I, I gathers would do, the evidence. I would do just the opposite. I would come up with this force that all they do is release private information of what they call stop secret and let it go, let it out. So going back to this Carrie Lake thing, you know, she 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 won that governorship. That that was such a fix, such a steal, and they didn't care. That's my point. When you said one time, and you and I'm. See your point. I'm not. I'm not saying you're wrong, but I, I see your point that it's hard to sustain this. But not when you don't have any. No, not not when you don't have any shame. You don't care. They stole well, that. They just. They stole that. They stole that right in front of everybody. They didn't care that you knew they were stealing it. The judge didn't care that he let them steal it. They've got something on him, obviously. And so what do you do with people who are willing to sit there and stand, 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 steal an election? And you got to realize this. She said that. Maybe I win my lawsuit and I'll get to be governor. And she's, you know what she was saying? I'd be more powerful as governor than I would be senator because I could clean this mess up. Yeah. Now, here's the other thing that I think we've got to consider. You've got to give half the people a plausible explanation for this. If you are reveal it so much that even, and you're seeing, you know, some people who are Democrats saying things like, you know, I don't like the guy, but I think he was right. You know, you had the biggest banker in the world said that, okay, who runs the largest bank, uh, uh, J.P. Morgan, say, you know, you can, I don't like the guy, but, you know, he's right. And now you have the number one issue, the border. Uh, so that was, at least in New Hampshire, was the number one issue for the Republicans. What if you start getting Democrats to do that? It wouldn't take much to turn the whole country. Uh, that's, you know, and you're, you're all also seeing uh, African-American community starting to say, well, you, you know, it's become so egregious, James. That's what this does. This is another straw on the camel's back, in my opinion. This may be a log. They don't, uh, they don't care, though, Glenn. That's the point. I know they don't care, but you have to remember why they didn't put a, a badge in Greece on the slaves. Because they know we outnumber these guys. Well, I mean, that's what we're talking about. Well, I mean, I, I mean, I've made that clear. I think that we're, by and large, I think that if, if the elections were fair, it would be 100 percent of the states would go red this, right now. I really believe that. And when 80 percent of the 82 percent of the people who were polled that left, you know, voted in the New Hampshire that were Republican, 82 percent said the elections were stolen, though. They know that. They already know. We know it. They don't care. No, they know. We know. But they have 51 percent that doesn't because they're in a bubble. Let me ask you a question. I just got this feeling during that almost 11 minute audio that Jeff DeWitt was was very nervous and um, desperate. Yeah, desperate to get her to turn. Yep, right. and and he kept pounding her in a way that was actually having the opposite of, of his intended effect, and he didn't care because he was so nervous and blindsided by his desperation. That's just the feeling I got. And I'm wondering if that's a microcosm for the whole Trump campaign 
that these people behind the scenes, this secret society, is that desperate right now. He definitely sounded desperate. If I were to negotiate with him, I'd go, I got this guy. I would yeah. know that. You know, you could tell it. He he you could you could hear it over the over a phone. You could hear his nervousness. I agree with you. I was gonna I was gonna make that point. That's exactly right. He he and then, he, and then the second thing is, wouldn't he have come back at her? Maybe that's what she has is a follow up counter offer in a second. Maybe a conference worse. call. Mm-hmm. I think a conference call with back east. Mm. You know, but you send your guy, he doesn't close the deal, you get the big guns out and they start well, putting the pressure. Well let's make you know, sure that's gotta release it. Let's make sure before we go off on another topic, let's make sure we're following through on why would he be so nervous. Fear for his life and his family's life. Was he told failure is not an option? Probably. Get her under control. You're the Republican or, you're the Republican chair there, get this done. Yeah. Hmm. And I think it failed. I think just they took more than one run at her, not one run. Just think of the audacity to go to the state Republican chair to get somebody paid off like that. Because it happens probably all the time. It must. It's business as usual. That's why that Trump has been such a stick in their craw, because he doesn't do it that way. He knows how to negotiate better than all of them. Well, do you you remember when when they were getting ready to place replace McCarty with with uh, Mike? What's his name? Johnson. Johnson. And um, and I kept telling you, here's where we're going to find out who the commies are. And one of them was Newt Gingrich. Remember, Newt Gingrich says, you know, you can go out there and you can fight like that, and get on the news, but you get nothing done. You got no power. You know, gripe. Yeah, he said the same thing too. Yeah. You know, that's exactly right. So they're going to people like Getz and saying, hey, I'm, you know, they must be. Look, man, just shut up here. You're going to get reelected for as long as you want to get reelected. We got this under control. We got the we got the machines. We got the, the organization and you can talk conservative all you want, but just back off when we need you to. And that's what they do over and over and over again. That's how that's how that's how I, I believe for a long, long time. The Supreme Court, just by theory. Has always been. You've got those guys like Roberts that you know vote conservative as much as you want until we need you. Yeah, yeah, that's the envelope. But that's in theory. I don't have any proof of that, but I've had that theory. I definitely know that congressmen do that. They, so I wonder how many other Senate candidates that were succeeded or that were contemplating that now might change their mind. I get yeah. you. You know, and that DeWitt, you could tell he was letting her know that really it was unlimited. You should be flattered, yeah. he says. They know you have power. Uh, you know, this is just, you know, I was cop-smacked when I read, when I saw the little clips and said, oh, yeah, this sounds, you know, yeah, this sounds salacious, blah, blah, blah. But when I sat down and listened to the whole thing with the transcript playing, I went, holy, holy heck. All right, so I was like gobsmacked. The yeah. one, the one takeaway I've got from this that's just absolute—I never had any doubt about it, but now I'm going to accept it as a proven fact that there is a deep state. Yeah. Now, here's what I don't know: How is it a group of people that meet in the star chamber and talk, or is it just wink, wink, nod, nod? Know what I mean? Know what I mean? Well, I mean, I would picture it like a mafia type of a organization. You know? Yeah. And, and that you know. 
that's probably, like you say, a good template for what what's going on. Because they don't really, the mafia people, sometimes they meet, I guess. I don't know if that's movies or true. But it's more like, you know, they go to the corner store and they have a cappuccino and they talk about this stuff. So mm. I think they do it in their orgies anyway. So All right. Well, I, you know, is there anything else we need to say on that one? I, 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 seriously, I feel like I need to go home and take a shower. Wipe all that filth off of me. That, that 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 to me, it's just so bad. Uh, this country. I didn't breathe breakfast on purpose today, so there you go. This country is not what our founders were hoping for. But you know what? To uh, Thomas Jefferson predicted it. He said you're going to have to do it. You're going to have to do yes. it. And so you know, we can go into. I didn't. I didn't expect to cover this second because I do believe that that both of you are correct. That that even though I'm saying right now. It appears nothing can be done. What, by the way, what's this stuff about black pill you're seeing on Twitter? That's why I don't like Twitter. Black pill. Black pill. Don't take the black pill. No, I don't know. I haven't seen that. Sorry, I haven't been on Twitter lately. Yeah, I regret it. I was on this morning and haven't seen it. But sounds like to me it's just it was it, it was everything I read on it this morning. It was every other thing. Black pill. Black pill. All right, but anyway. Talking about this, you know, it, it seems completely short term. It always seems impossible. And I say that I say short term, they may even win this round. But I do believe that, that both of you are correct, that ultimately the people aren't going to take it. And I do believe that this thing in Texas is really quite interesting to watch. And what's going on here is, is that there's unlimited border uh, uh, both of you've talked about the numbers they're, they're, they're just so so many so many people are coming across it's hard to imagine it I think Glenn put up a stat that if you took all the people who came in here illegally it would be the 18th largest state in the union that's out maybe enjoying that, that outboats Louisiana well you had it put up there anyway I don't know if I did or anyway uh, yeah, I might have, yeah I you did remember. it was definitely you I'm, I'm going to give you the credit Dwayne you don't get the credit <laughs> Anyway, uh, so so what's going on here is is Texas decided that they were going to go under the Constitution where they it says that states cannot create an army and start to go to war. They can't go to war unless their borders have been breached and attacked. So you can't go to war with Mexico because you want you know you want to annex all the way to Satillo or something. You can't do that. But if the Mexicans attack you, you can go to war. And so Attorney General Paxton, he, who, by the way, has been completely vetted, he, um, he says we're going to get permission from the private landowners and on public property, we're going to put up white razor fencing. Well, the incredibly, the feds, I mean, just that's what I said, they're in our face. The, you know, the people, the powers be that people are trying to buy off Cary Lake said, let's take down that wire. And so they start taking it down and Texas goes, well, we want to enjoin them from taking it down because we don't think they have the right to do that. And it goes all the way to the Supreme Court. The Supreme Court says, we're not going to give you that temporary restraining order or that or that or that uh, temporary injunction. Um, you're going to have to litigate it and then decide. And that usually means that there's five people in the Supreme Court going to rule against Texas. You can't stop the feds from taking down that wire. I find that totally incredible. That you can tell landowners what fencing they can put up. Uh, I, I just, that just, I, that's incredible. That's just, that's beyond anything that I thought I would see my country say 
is you can't put up a fence to keep people out. That's 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 so un-American that I can't even. I don't even. I, I don't. Even, I, I didn't think I'd ever have to say that. So anyway, but I will say this again. You guys are probably learning this pretty well by now. That was an equity question, trying to make somebody do or not do something is equity, and and those are hard to win. And so Texas asking to have them stop is a hard thing to do. But what's not in that Supreme Court opinion, apparently, because I still haven't found it. I don't know if it was just procurium or what. I don't know what it was. I can't find that, that order. But basically, the way it's being interpreted is that all it is is that you can't get that injunction stopping them from stopping the feds from built from taking it down. It didn't say you can't build it. Right. So Texas is going right in behind them and putting it right back up. Very good. <laughs> so, and they're being defiant. And then uh, the uh, Abbott, I'm sure the letter was probably written by Paxton or his one of his people sends a letter saying, you know, we're going to do this. You're, we have it. Our border is under attack, and we're going to take measures to protect ourselves. So they send the Texas National Guard down to the border. Self defense. Right. You come across. We're going to stop you because you're you're, you're you are invading our country. Well, the the Obama administration threatens them, said we're going to come in and attack you. And then some of the soldiers go, well, we'll just go to the other side, sort of like on, on Braveheart. And and so we got a problem down there, guys. I don't know how far it's going to go, but I've, I've made this point when when we the last time that Texas seceded from the Union it was February second, so the timing is is nearly perfect. <laughs> well, fourteen states have sent aid to Texas. Well, you see, I don't know under the Constitution that we have that right. Well, according to Section Ten. Uh, Laws 3, no state shall, without the consent of Congress, lay duty or tonnage keep troops or ships of war in time of peace, enter any, into any agreement or compact with another state or with a foreign power, or engage war unless actually invaded. Okay. So Texas can do it. But can Louisiana? Right. We're not invaded yet. Well, according to this... Um, they can send them because they've invoked this and halting the invasion. All right. So Texas, yep. Texas has been invaded. I see zero problem with, with interpreting it that way and say, okay, we're sending troops to the border. But Louisiana can't claim that. No, I know, but we can, but we can help. We can help Texas. How? Under what? Uh, uh, constitutionally, how can we wage war? Well, it does, without, I don't believe it has to be. That state is invaded. I believe it. Any state that's invaded. You just read it. That state's been invaded. So a state that's been invaded and the federal government won't step in, the state can take actions to defend themselves. That's what I read it to be. I, when I read it, I was going like, well, we kind of, we can, what we can do is this. We can do the Louisiana Tech trick. All right. So I want to donate money to the women's tennis team, let's say. Okay. I like Colombians or something. All right, so so I, I give I give money to the tech tennis coach, tennis coach or their to their team, so I'll donate it to them. Well, then tech will go and say, okay, well your budget was let's say a hundred thousand this year. James just gave you ten. We're going to cut 
$10,000 out of what we were giving you and you'll just still have a hundred thousand. So it doesn't, it doesn't help tech tennis for me to donate to them. Does that make sense? Well, yeah, you can do the same you. thing. Texas, use all your resources on defending the border. Uh, we'll help you with your welfare payments. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, I mean, you could do that. It, you I mean, do. Since 2021, Florida's been sending them help. Yeah, you can send them help, but I pretty, I'm sure that they're they're really being very careful constitutionally how they do it. I, I will say this. I'm 100% behind Texas doing this, and you know I'm pro-immigration, but how can I possibly say I want more immigration right now when they're not doing anything to regulate it? They're just letting them in. Right. They're just letting them in. And, and Texas is doing the right thing, as Texas usually seems to do. Um, are they arresting the people? I'm not sure they are. I said they were, but I'm not sure if that's happened. And, and my question to you is, if they are, are they POWs? <laughs> yeah, it gets, it gets sticky, doesn't it? It does. It does. Because you see, I do know that the ability to enforce a power, the jurisdiction to power, to enforce immigration um, is with the feds. And yeah. no local is allowed to do it. That's where Sheriff Joe got in trouble. You well, I think that the new law that they just passed recently in Texas about the illegal presence thing for arresting basically gives them the option of going to jail to serve the time or voluntarily deport themselves. All right, I'm going to tell you that the presence without without a lawful pro- – I mean uh, – being here without a lawful, having an unlawful presence is any anytime you make a statute to that effect in the state law, it's found unconstitutional. That's that. Well, they it's, they, it's, they did something new, so you'll have to go back and look at what the new law was in the past months that they've they've enacted. I did look at it, it. What what does it say? It, it says you can't be here without a lawful presence, and we can arrest okay. you for it, and it's a misdemeanor. Now, I thought they called it trespassing. It's unlawful presence. That's what I saw. Okay. Okay, but but maybe I saw the wrong one too. You know how that is. Uh, but but this is what I'm gonna say, Dwayne. I'm not saying don't try. You can't sit back. You know, you can't just sit back and do nothing. You have to do something. And what I like what Texas has done is they've made it national news. We're gonna send them to Chicago. Martha Vineyard. That the, the, the Santa's doing that one. Just freaking genius. Mm-hmm. Um, you send them Martha Vineyard. Let those guys. See what we're talking about, and so I and and look, so so if you if they find the statute unconstitutional, just pass another one. We were doing that with abortion in Louisiana. Every time yeah. one would be found unconstitutional, the next session we'd pass another one. Yeah, you know. So I don't. I'm not saying I agree with you that they should do it. I think they should. Just expect those those statutes to keep getting knocked down by the same five that just said it's okay to tear down a. Property offenses on private property. Well, I mean, the Supreme Court told Biden it's uh, uh, outside of his powers to just grant amnesty for student loans. Right. He basically gave him the middle finger and he keeps doing it in different classes and groups, subgroups of people, regardless of what the Supreme Court told them. You know, so, so Sarah has a very small student loan, very small. And it's got a low interest rate because you you know it happened before before all that right so she would be probably better off paying it off anyway slowly just because the interest is so low but the really interesting thing to me is though i told her as much as i don't like that commie up there they may cancel it and if they're going to cancel it 
you might as well be, you might as well take it because they're stealing from me all the time by inflation. Every day they go up by in her too. Everything costs more, we're, and we have to pay more, and so we get taxed more. But all right, so going back to it, I want—I don't want to get too far off this fence. Well, I, I want to talk about the fact that there's no doubt that as soon as the feds tear it down, the, the Texas is putting it back up. There's just—they're—we're outnumbering the feds. All right, they're too busy handing out cookies and crackers and um, pieces of paper that supposedly allow them to fly airplanes and ride buses. Well, since the 2020 election, Jim's theory has been they're trying to pick a fight. Are the feds going to pick a fight down there? It won't be the fight they want. That's that's what I think is different here. They want a unruly crowd of MAGA hat-wearing people to just go on. I got you. I got, uh, I got and you. start shooting. I got you. I see the difference. They don't want the the uh, national guard, a militia of a, a state, to. Uh, and I just don't think, I don't see our military either side, national guard or the real military, shooting each other. I don't and, care who ordered. And you know, you know how they always say, if you don't like an order, you get do it, but just do it slowly. I have a feeling that those. Those people that are cutting that fence are, you know, having to stop and tie their shoes a lot. Yeah. And say, oh, get some water. Get here to, to <laughs> fix it. Uh, okay. I, I got to take a break. It's break time. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I mean, I'm just, I'm just saying that, you know, I just, that's going to be a bridge too far. If they pick that fight, that's going to mean they're gone. You know, uh, and then I think the feds, in some way, they have to they have to do this. You know, like you said, they're they're in charge of immigration, blah blah blah. They have to win that part of it because um, they are. You know, that could actually they hurt Trump if they if they did just say, yeah, we need to put an injunction on that. That might be what the play is. You know, and someone in the judiciary didn't fall for it. In other words, what I mean by that is you've got to give the feds the power. They have to keep that power so if Trump gets in, he can do something about the border. Whereas if it's all state sovereignty, you'll have, you know, basically chaos on the border. But I think it does go to what was said in this Carrie Lake, you know, the Carrie Lake uh, audio. You know, he said, you know, you, you saw that report where the cartels are in all 50 states. He was worried about the cartels. I've thought for a while the cartels have been figured out to blackmail or bribe everybody in Congress and Senate. Yeah, it's, it, I, I, I like the confrontation. I like the, I like I like um, Paxton's and Abbott Sands. I do. Yeah. Instead I mean, of illegal Instead of illegal presence, this new law in Texas is focusing on the fact that they crossed without coming through a port of entry and have not been intersected with a border patrol agent. Hold on, hold on just a second. Hold on just a second. Hold, hold on just a second. Hold on just a second. Hello. Some reason my phone's not charging. It's at two percent, so I might die. But what's up? All right, listen. I got Jim on the phone, guys. 
I invited him on. So you, can you both hear him? Yep. Yes. Okay, I got him on because I want him here for this discussion on Trump and your theory on The Apprentice. And Jim, oh. I, I want Jim to hear it. If, even if he can't comment today, I want him to think about it. This is the kind of thing that Jim does very well with. So okay. Just, so just listen right. in, Jim. Thank you for calling in. Yeah, absolutely. What's the discussion on again? Dwayne, take it over. I formed my opinion about Donald Trump's character and ethics because I've watched probably four or five years worth of The Apprentice and The Celebrity Apprentice, and I realize it's under the category of a reality show, and most of those are scripted, so to speak, but you can't help but to see his true character bleed through, especially when the guy is so bold that he has the final boardroom to decide the winner when there's when they're down to two and it's live on stage. So there there's no, you know, retakes and outtakes from that. And and I've got a list of things that I concluded well before he come down the escalator in Trump Towers and announced his candidacy for president. And um, I'm going to go through and say what my opinion was back then from watching The Apprentice. And then I'm going to let you guys beat me up as to why. And I'll help you understand how The Apprentice and the Celebrity Apprentice shows work and how I form my conclusion. So number one, Donald J. Trump is truly a business and people management master. He's absolutely mastered those skills. He has uh, mastered the ability to read people in the temperature of a room, read their accomplishments or the lack of their accomplishments, how to make great deal negotiations, how to persuade others to agree to his deal proposals. And he also has this uncanny ability to know the level of importance of a situation in the moment and not have to wait for some time afterwards to reflect on it. He loves his family and um, has personally invested in his children and their future through the best education and ethics exposure he could muster. He favors loyalty first and competency second. He has a very good ethics and has no tolerance for dishonesty such as lying and cheating. He can't stand gross selfishness, and he believes in a balance of justified boastfulness. I call that the pepper, and, the, and he balances that with what he thinks is a reasonable amount of humility, the salt. He is very charitable. He is not racist. He has no phobias other than avoiding failure, and he thinks mediocrity is disgusting. He is very macho sexist, and what I mean by that is the a typical, what do they call it, toxic ma masculinity, but he is not uh, misogynistic. He doesn't put down women. We reserve um, that for Charlotte. Yeah, so so th there's there's definitely some disagreements on that one there. Um, what does he have? That, does he have women in his staff? He has a lawyer that's representing him, doing a very good job. It's a woman. Yeah. Yeah, he, ha he has no problem with women in the power and authority and paying them equally and, you know, giving them a fair shake at, at um, job interviews. 
But uh, as you saw on that tape, he 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 can talk about women in an objective way. Okay. So is there more? I want to hear because my main thing is I wanted Jim to hear this because maybe it will come up for a conversation later. But I, I do want to get his thoughts when you're done. Um, I, th I think the only other thing I had on there was uh, he's law-abiding, but he loves looking for legal and ethical loopholes when possible. And he's confident, but with just cause. Some people see this as a megalomaniac. Okay. So let me, let me say this while we got Jim and his phone. I, I, I'm not speaking for you, but I'm going to try to summarize it and then you clarify it, Jim. I think that Jim has had... I'll, I'll call it concern so I don't put it too hard, harsh, but that basically he's like a tornado and it's going to devour what it's going to devour and leaves a trail of damage. DeSantis, he predicted, Jim actually percent predicted that he would destroy DeSantis and he did. He has destroyed DeSantis. He's destroyed. Is that right, Jim? Is that? Yeah, I didn't even know that DeSantis was destroyed. <laughs> yeah, I know you're busy. He's been destroyed. His kiss is he has been he's a weak now. People see him as weak. They're showing that he they're, they're, they, he made fun of him wearing he does it through others, but wearing things inside his boots to make him look taller. And and then they started being sanctimonious. He calls him the sanctimonious. You know, how he always gets a name. He's ruined. He's done. The guy's done as a politician. Yeah, uh, I don't know too much uh, what to comment on this situation other than that's weird that I I didn't necessarily predict that, but I could see it. You I, No, I actually brought up DeSantis. And you said, mm -hmm. and, and I said, DeSantis is going to be the one running against me. And you said, he'll destroy him. You, mm -hmm. you So so what I guess I'm asking both of you, I'd like to see hear you guys talk that out, is that, that I do see all of the virtues that Dwayne said. He does seem to have those virtues. But does he have to destroy his enemies? Politically, he thinks that's fair game. And that's necessary because it's a contact sport. If you want to win, <laughs> then you have to do what it takes to win. And there's such a large amount of money that it takes to campaign in this. that he, he does, That's what I told you. He does not view mediocrity very, in a very good light. And if you don't take every advantage that you can to fight to poke holes at weakness in your candidate that you're being mediocre if you're campaigning who's not mediocre that goes up against trump trump who's not mediocre mm -hmm. who's 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 uh going against them well what i like to compare for mediocrity is who ran for president four years before trump on the republican ticket yeah, but before we get off on that, I want to, I want to, like, I want to stick to this question: Who, in since Trump's time, um, has gone up against them and has proven themselves to be exceptional? Maybe, that's not mediocre. Maybe, maybe uh, Vandal, Rama, Ramadan Vanderlick, Maybe. Uh, yeah, he he didn't he, he didn't find too much. What's that, Glenn? Is he, oh, okay. Does he have any popular following as far as a legitimate? Um, Shot for presidency? Vivek, um, perhaps. It depends more on what he does over the next four years. Would you bet on your children's life that he would have like a 50% shot? I wouldn't bet anything on my children's okay. life. What I'm trying to say is that I would be comfortable. I would be comfortable 
um, betting a lot. I, I guess I guess gambling is not the right way of going about it, but having a lot of confidence that Trump is the next candidate. Well, he can't uh, run again. Whereas, whereas I wouldn't I wouldn't have that level of confidence with oh, whoever you guys just said. I see what you're saying. Mm-hmm. And so, and so, if Trump's if Trump's not really concerned about him, then I mean, that would be like us insulting Trump and saying, "Well, Trump's not attacking us." I mean, I know that he's on a different level than we are, but that you know what I'm getting at. All right. Well, yeah. so 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 I think I'm getting it. I'm glad. I'm glad. I'm so glad I got you on, Jim. Thank you for doing this. I think I see it. Trump, Jim is saying he blasts everybody and destroys them, and he does. I mean, he really does. The vet got was getting ready to get the treatment, and that's when he dropped out. He was getting ready to. He was getting ready to take on for that. And okay, so y'all are arguing that in a football game, when when the score gets uneven to some point, it's unethical to continue beating the other team. Put out your weakest string. No, uh, what I'm saying is that uh, the way that you're describing mediocrity, like if you're putting DeSantis in that, I don't know who you wouldn't put in there other than the Democrats. I well, see, he's not. He was. Uh, Glenn will make this argument. He was not mediocre as a governor. He was mediocre as a candidate. Yeah, to me, to yes. me that there, it's like somebody left his group. He was getting advice that was so stellar, and he was acting on it. You know, execution is not an easy thing, by the way. So I'm giving DeSantis the execution uh, win, but somebody was telling him how to thread that needle. And all of a sudden, you know, it's gone when he becomes presidential candidate. It's weird. Yeah. All right. So, so let me let me say this. I try to try to sum this up and see what you guys are saying. Uh, what what Dwayne was saying is is that in that that Trump does not like mediocre. That we're in the political sphere, and that there is a take no holes, no prisoners. Uh, you need to take that, or you're going to get defeated. So Trump goes mm-hmm. after after everybody that gets in his way. He was leaving Vivek alone. Vivek said a few things, like I think the the hint was that if, if something happened to Trump, you don't want it to go to Nikki Haley. And Trump goes like, "Man, that's a subtle. You're thinking something's going to happen to me." That's kind of where that went. You see, you were I know you hadn't heard anything, yeah. but that's kind of how it went. So get, you got to get this. There are a lot of people out there saying whoever the vice president is better be somebody that the bullet into the Trump wouldn't help him. That it's just as bad. Or that if Trump is gets the nominee, whoever number two is after all of everybody's dropped out and there's one person left, that's going to be the person who becomes president. If the president, if, if Trump gets shot, well, Vivek made the mistake of saying hinting, that he would be a better second place than Haley. And Trump took that as, oh, so that's why you're in this thing. I think Trump was all right with it if, if Vivek was just trying to get his name out there for the next time. But the second he's going like, I'll be the fallback, I think it pissed Trump off. And he was about to take he was about to take Vivek down, and, and the next day Vivek dropped out of the race. And now they're buddies. And through his campaigning with him, yeah. Now I mean, Jim has a good point in that if you're against him, he destroys you. Mm-hmm. Unless you're Democrat. Unless you're Democrat. How do yeah, you no mean? matter how you no matter how you look at it, they won the election in the sense that regardless of whether they cheated or not, they're they're in. Yeah, they so did, they did what it took. They did what it took. And it looks like they're gonna try to do it again. Well, so so 
I guess what I'm getting at is this. All of the other things you probably agree with. You're saying it's good. He's, he's bringing his kids up right. He's, and, and, and Dwayne didn't say it today, but he's told me in the past that he listens to his children. When it's a close call, he'll get his children in together, similar to what I did with my family. Say, hey, this is what's going on. What do you think? You know, we just talk it out. Uh, all of those other things, the work ethic, the, the, um, the ability to see, read a room, you, you're, you, you'll praise that. But what your your problem? I knew you had a problem with that destructive side. Well, Jim, what do you suggest he should be doing on these things? Should he let up as soon as they drop out, or what? I don't know too much about politics. <laughs> I don't so, either. But it's about humans. Yeah, no, well, uh, here, I know. The reason I brought you in is because you had the insight to say, and you may have forgotten it, but you did. I remember where you were sitting. You had the insight to say, if Trump, if, if DeSantis runs, Trump will try to destroy him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's why. Um, yeah. Uh, I don't know. Like, like, uh, Trump's a touchy subject. And so I'm not, I'm not trying to avoid it. I'm just saying that, like, it's hard for me to say what he should or should not do. <laughs> um, and so I'm just going to leave it at that for right now. Because, okay. I mean, I mean, you, yeah, if you run against him, you're going to be destroyed. So what does that do? I mean, what does that say to me? That everybody who runs against them on the Republican side gets destroyed, yet the Democrats win. Oh well, yeah. If they cheat, then they're going to cheat again. Yeah, but he's letting them. Like no matter what, he is losing the game. Oh. So, so it doesn't. It doesn't really matter. He's he's able to take down anyone that he wants. Well, why do you say that, he, that? Why do you say that the that the Democrats win and he loses? I thought the scores one and one. What do you mean? Right, so he beat Hillary, but he lost to Biden. I'm saying that it doesn't matter if it's one and one. Everybody else he's he's going up against is one and zero. He's lost the game to the Democrats, and so you gotta you gotta live with that. And he's, I'm trying to wrestle with that in my head. Like, what does that mean? Could, when you say lost to the Democrats, are you talking about when he campaigns for the other federal legislature positions? I'm not necessarily sure what you're talking about. What I'm saying is that you can, look at it, you can look at it in the variety of ways that you want to. He lost that 2020 presidential election, regardless okay. of whether he let them cheat and win or whether he uh, lost legitimately. Well, they're, trying to, put him, to they're pr- trying to put him in jail because he's trying to destroy them still. So mm-hmm. it's, and it's not yeah. like he's done fighting. But you can't say that the 2020 election was a victory for Trump. Oh no! Whereas everything else, that. everything else is a victory. Okay, all right. So I think what he's saying is this. Jim, let me see if I can get this right. What he's saying is that he is Trump right now is defeating anybody who runs against him for the for office or the Republican side. That's for sure. But mm-hmm. that he is creating a a movement that is forcing the rats and the mice and the roaches out of the walls. That he is winning, just not necessarily yet at the polls, but he's definitely forcing bad characters to be um, exposed. Exposed. And having, mm-hmm. and, having to, and really having to stretch their evilness to get it done. Um, I mean, yeah, like it just seems he's doing it more in a defensive roundabout way rather than with his own side. And so it just seems a little bit weird that that's what's happening in my head. That's the bigger picture that I see is that Everywhere else, I see Trump in control, except for this one. It's like we're trying to figure out what he's doing with them. And uh, as far as the Democrats go, it's like that's just 
it's weird to me. It's like here you are, you're you're in control, you're dominating the rest of the system except this side. And it's like, what's going on? That's a little conspiracy side of me coming yeah, out. Like I that's St. John. Yeah, mm-hmm. well, I know you got to go, and I appreciate yeah. you calling. Let me just finish with this just for fun, okay? Before Rush Limbaugh died, I read every transcript. I didn't listen to him because Glenn knows that, so I don't listen to anything. But I would read the transcript of his program. And he, I almost always agree with him, not on immigration, on some things I didn't agree with him on, but most of the time I agree with him. But one of the things he said was that fighting back, that's what it, that's what it looks like. What Trump is doing is fighting back. And so I've kind of bought into that, that it's not going to be pretty, that you can't have a pretty boy in there right now. It's going to take some type of a Genghis, political Genghis Khan willing to cut off heads to get what he needs. And then once he cuts them off, he lets you, lets you alone. Uh, I think that that's, that's what he is. I think he's in there fighting back, but I wanted your input. I knew that they would make for a good discussion. I know you've got seminary stuff to do and you're under a lot of gun. I want to tell you this. You're, I don't know that your dog's going to ever want to go back to your house. He is very happy. with <laughs> <Guido>. <laughs> Well, that's awesome. He has settled in with those two, those two guys are buddies. <laughs> that's good. Thank you, Jim, for calling in, buddy. Yep, absolutely. See you guys. Bye-bye. I I thought that would be interesting to get his take. He's not anti-Trump. I don't want to make it come across that way. His question always was, it sounds like to him that he is more dangerous to Republicans than Democrats. That's that's kind of summing up. Well, one thing I would say is the longer Trump's been out of office, the more right he looks. Yeah. Yeah. and that's where he's beating the Democrats. Because we were, remember when he left, he was, he was racist to even say anything about the border. Right now, it looks like that's a number one issue. Uh, with Democrats, it, it's a big issue with Democrats. It's number one with Republicans. If you um, look at, um, you know, all his policies, you know, every one Biden's just starting to have a, he's having to do them. You know, this border one is kind of the last one, but he's been, you know, uh, goes, you can go down the list. I don't have it in front of me, but there's a list of basically of policies that Biden's had to implement that Trump already had that he on his first day shut down and then had to reestablish in some way. So, you know, the longer Trump's out of office, the more right he looks. That's the play when everything's fixed against you. I got you. I got you. The longer, the, 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 the longer he's out of office, the more he, you can see he was a competent president. Right. All right. Now, Dwayne made a very, makes a very good point. A lot of these points you made were good. I, we just had to let Jim do the talking a lot. But basically, what I think that, that, that Dwayne's main argument is, that Trump is not doing anything but being Trump right now. That this is his essence. And that he proved that over, what, eight, almost a decade's worth of shows? Is that what you're getting at? Yes. And that, that this is something that he, he, he may have made mistakes in his life, but he, I guess, what does he think about when he makes a mistake? Do you just own up to it and move on? He did. He did on that, uh, that tape in the, in the locker room. He owned up to it, and he apologized for it, and he said who he disappointed was his wife and family, and he moved on. He didn't do the politician, 
oh, um, I was tricked, I was set up, or um, it wasn't me, I got hacked, it was AI, I was forced to say that under duress. Yeah, I got to tell you something interesting. Uh, This has been two and a half, three decades ago, a long time ago, when I first well, first when Bulldogs Boxing Bites just started, I don't know if y'all are aware of that. It's a fan bulletin board. I don't go there much anymore. But when I, there was a time on the board of it, uh, and we're very good friends with the guy who founded it. But I had made a mistake. I I didn't think I really had, but somebody asked what happened in the Ruston High School West Monroe game. And I did like, if you've seen The Chosen Mark, I just give it blow by blow. This is what happened. Well, it, it, because I did it, it made it look like the coaches, Coach White, a friend of mine, blew that game. And I got a message from one of his his assistants, what the heck are you doing? So I pulled it off and I started talking about it as I'd groveling like. And there was a, uh, on that bulletin board, was a uh, in-house counsel for a very large oil company. And he called me up and he said, James, apologize and forget it. <laughs> No more. Just say, I'm sorry, and forget it. Don't you grovel over it. Don't you worry about how they think about you. You forget it. And I did it, and it worked. Mm-hmm. And so there is something to be said about that. If you screw up, go up to them, go, look, man, I'm sorry. And that's it. Don't say anything ever about it again. You don't have to go apologize a third, fourth, fifth time. That's it. Make a bunch of excuses. He, he took the time to call me to tell me that. He saw me making the mistake of kind of groveling, trying to excuse it. Because I really didn't think I'd done anything wrong. But by looking back on him, I read him. I went, yeah, yeah, I didn't have to be so blunt. <laughs> what happens, they, they took out a pitcher who was who was just freaking shutting it down. He wasn't the ace. He took him out, put in the ace, and the ace got beat up. And I was like, man, why? You know. But anyway, we're friends. It's been forgotten. Um if you listen to the podcast, I'm not apologizing again. So, <laughs> but anyway, I see what you're getting at. Trump has probably got that kind of attitude. You mess up, you got to just forget it and move on. Otherwise, you're just, you're wallowing in your muck. Well, he, he you got to remember, since he attacks all his competitors, finds their weakness, he thinks his job is to educate the rest of the world and give nice, short, simple messages why he's the better person, why he's the better candidate, and why he should be the victor. So he exposes all their weaknesses, and he doesn't hold anything back. And some of the candidates take it personally, or they think he's playing too rough. And he thinks this is what you must do to win. Because if you lose and you didn't take every advantage you could, then the losing was your fault. Yeah, and the interesting thing is, because really I do believe that Glenn is right. Had he had the right handles, DeSantis might have had a chance because he did get known for doing a very good job in Florida. First of all, Trump won Florida. They didn't. They weren't able to steal the election there. Second, he handled he handled COVID very well. He early on he made some mistakes. He figured it out, made it work. Florida was maskless way far, long, long before everybody else was. He did a good job in Florida. He really has, and he could have run on that. Uh, where he made his mistake was saying that, well, look, Trump has got all these cases against them and, you know, this baggage and that baggage. And and Trump is a genius. He calls him the sanctimonious for that. 
Okay, you're saying he did retire that name, by the way. Yeah, he retired it, but I think DeSantis may be making it come out of retirement because he's making some more mistakes. He's he's he has got bad political handlers. He needs to fire them. He needs well, to fire them. Well, or the guys up east told him to do it. No. Uh, uh, back to that again. You're going to make me hyperventilate. <laughs> I, I don't hyperventilate, guys. For whatever it's worth, you don't ever see me hyperventilate. That, mm, the one time I did was when my grandson got tagged by a pit. I don't hyperventilate very often. Um, the, um, um, yeah, but he still, he did it. He did yeah. it. He did it. He did it. He, he, you know, that means I don't want him. See, to me, he failed. He's been vetted. He doesn't deserve to be president. He failed. I don't think Mike Flynn passed the test. I don't, I'm, again, I want to tell you something. For both of those guys, I'm not saying I would do any better, but I'm not running for president either. What I want to know is, what am I missing on Paxton? Why isn't his name coming up as VP? He's been vetted, guys. Have you seen all that litigation they've tried to do on him, said he's unethical and blah, blah, blah? They've been trying to get rid of him in Austin since the day he got elected. And well, he, and he fights yeah, every there's time. Also, there's also something to be said for the Peter principle. You don't want to keep promoting people where they're very confident and doing a good job and get them away from that. Yeah, we need him where he is right now. Yeah, yeah, we do, we do. But I am saying this: I think the guy's been vetted. I would give him a shot. Now, I will say that doesn't always work because I did not. I really did worry when Trump got it. I went, man, they're going to get him on something. This guy's a is a player. But I didn't watch The Apprentice. But I watched it. You probably didn't worry about it, um, um, Dwayne. I don't know. I did. I worried. Well, I'm telling you, from what I know of the Donald Trump boardroom, the apprentice and celebrity apprentice Donald Trump, his VP pick is not going to be the weird thing that we've discovered over the past 10 years that the Democrats do, of picking somebody that tastes so bad that the opposite party will not want to impeach you and throw you out of office because they will fear a worse fate. That's not how he's going to play this game. He's not going to play that ugly evil chess game. What he's going to do is look at his kids and grandkids and say, who do I want to be president of their country they're inherited when I leave office? Should I have to That's who he's going to pick. Do I have to say it? Apprentice? The apprentice. The ultimate apprentice. That's what I've been saying. Gotcha. I got you. I, I can't. I can't disagree with you. He has converted me. I'm just going to say this: that he has. Uh, he, I, I was not. I was never a never Trumper. Now, don't don't ever put me in that. Okay. I was a wait and see a Trumper because I was going like, well, he hasn't been vetted. We don't know what he can do. But buddy, I, in the history of the world, I don't think any leader has been vetted <laughs> as thoroughly as Trump. I tell you, there were several seasons where somebody on The Apprentice or The Celebrity Apprentice did something that was unethical or violated the rules of the show that they signed the contract for. They cheated or they lied to try to make another player get fired. And when Donald Trump would find that out, you could see it in his face. He was not fake in anger and disgust. And he used the boardroom to... He scolded them and fired them immediately. 
sometimes the firing was out of the blue. It wasn't a scheduled fire, and he'd call everybody in the boardroom because he was going to get to the end of this, and he would call them out and fire them on the spot before the show had scheduled to have a firing, to a thinning of the uh, competitors. So when, when you see how he reacts and you see it's a genuine response to ethics, that he can't stand cheating, lying, stealing, it, it makes you realize he truly is somebody that's trying to follow the law and trying to follow a decent ethical code. Now, I'm not saying he's Jesus. He has his flaws, just like we all do. And some of his flaws are very obvious. But I think he's a very ethical person, and he responds to people absolutely breaking the law, lying, cheating, and stealing. It, 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 that's why at first he was upset with Flynn because he was convinced by the FBI that Flynn must have lied. And Flynn felt guilty that maybe technically he didn't tell the truth about talking to this foreigner at this gala party or whatever. And uh, that so Flynn acted like, I'm sorry to disappoint you. And Trump felt like he was told that Flynn lied. And that's why he immediately fired Flynn. Looking back, I promise you, he regrets firing Flynn and taking everybody's word for that. Had, had, had Flynn already pled guilty or is he was still being charged? I'd have to go back and look at the details, but he, he was interviewed. And then they come and brief the president and Mike Pence and said Flynn lied. But what we found out later is that the agents said Flynn didn't lie. Well, all right. I, I see. I get all of that. I, that's right. You got that right. This but is, they over the up, uppers overrode him and went to Trump and Pence and said, no, he did lie. Okay. And then Trump fired. Him. I, I followed that very, very closely. And I and I and that's when I became a fan of Sidney Powell. Uh, but I want to, I want to say this. That as I was watching that go down, Glenn would know this because I don't think he was podcasting at the time, but we were we were visiting a lot. I I I said the whole time, this is horrible what they did to Flynn. I was very very sympathetic to him. Very thought that that was a very wrongful thing that was done to them. They lied to him, made him think he did something wrong. Mm-hmm. But he pled, and what I'm trying, and we made this point before, is just in case someone had the listening has not heard this before. That alone tells me he's not the material that it takes to be the president of the United States of America. You need somebody who. Yeah, he's not strong enough. Right. That, so that's the only point. I think he's. Yeah. I think he's. I think he's a good man. Uh, you know, the the one thing that's, that's that cracks me up that Lynn Wood brings up about him is that he's he's a, a mason. <laughs> <laughs> and, and he thinks you know Woods has gone off really, really religious. And anybody that's a Mason, you know that you know that the Catholics, you can't be a Mason. That's a that's a mortal sin. Yep. So anyway, I thought that was interesting. Uh, I you know we got a few minutes left. I, I want there was one other topic I wanted to bring up, and we can do it more of an introduction because I, I think the trial is going to go for two weeks. But lawfare is not as you know, is not limited to Trump. Um, it's it's out there. They're going after a lot of people, knowing that they that they people can't afford to defend against it. So six years or so ago, um, Mark Stein or Steen, I don't know how you pronounce pronounce his name. He was he's a he's a broad, he has a radio program and some other things where he writes. Um, he exposed the 
hockey stick. We've talked about this a little on the podcast, but he's 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 exposed the hockey stick graph where it's supposedly, you know, the global warming is going to be very, very slow and subtle at first. And then it's going to shoot up like a hockey stick. Okay. That's, that's what he attacked. The guy that's responsible for that, his name is Michael Mann. And Michael Mann has filed a defamation suit against Mark Stein. And the, 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 I, I, the I'm going to get... I'm keeping up with it as it's going on, but I have not read the pleadings yet. I want to get the uh, the pleading where they sued him. But here's the here's the crux of it. This this Mike, have you seen that movie about Tanya Harding yet? If you have, no, I haven't. If you haven't, no. you, if you haven't, it's, it's a, I think that's a, a psychological must see. But there's a guy in there that's a total dope. He's an idiot, and I think that that Stein was portraying Michael Mann in that way. Is an idiot. Well, Michael Mann apparently, and I'm repeating what I'm seeing in, in, in the reports and the blogs and whatnot on this trial. There's a trial. It went on six years. The, the, the couple of things that need to be known. The lawyers are working free for Michael Mann, for the guy that does the, the hockey stick graph. They're not even charging him. So somebody in the that same people probably want to pay off um Carrie Lake are probably paying for this, these lawyers. Okay. But they kept trying to delay it. Stein wanted to get it to trial. Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's get it to trial. And they kept delaying it, delaying it, delaying it. And finally, the judge, it's in D.C. That's where they file all these things. That tells you again, there's lawfare. Uh, they, the judge finally says, no, we're trying this thing. So it started. They picked jury last week, and this and they started yesterday. They had opening statements, and then they had the first witness was Michael Mann, the guy that's responsible for the graph. Now it's been they're crossing him as we speak, okay? But yesterday was the direct examination of him. It, apparently, this this uh, Michael Mann is claiming has claimed that he has that he won a Nobel Peace Prize. Well, a Michael Mann did win it but a different one. So he was out there apparently saying he had won a Nobel Peace Prize and he would go give, he got on the speaking circuit and would say he won a Nobel Peace Prize. Well, he did. Well, that's one of the allegations in, in the, in the uh, pleading is that, that he defamed and said he didn't win it. Well, apparently he didn't. And he's able to prove that there was a different Michael Mann that won it. I'm just repeating what I heard and heard in a testimony yesterday. But anyway, uh, I want. I think that this litigation is very, very important. First of all, that, that it shows you that lawfare isn't limited to just President Trump. If anybody thinks that's not really paying attention, it's out there. Uh, or don't have any reason to pay attention. That's the first thing. The second thing is that this scientist, I think, once the evidence gets put on how fraudulent and wrong that graph was, unprovable, I say fraudulent, just worthless, um, that would be a big win for the anti, you know, for, for proving that there's been no proof of global warming. Because they're dependent on that graph, guys. I don't know if you know that. That's what they've been hanging their hat on is that graph. And so that graph, so the interesting thing is all of the things personally, said personally against Michael Mann, you know, he wasn't a, uh, he was a, a Nobel Peace Prize winner and stuff like that. They don't have much of a case there. This really, really gets down to it. And this is just me talking. It is a defamation against 
a scientific principle. They're suing him because he disagrees with that graph. Think about that. That you get defamation of a graph? Really? Am I am I have I left you speechless or are you just thinking? Yeah, I'm kind of speechless over that. Um how can a graph get an attorney and sue on its behalf? Exactly. Yeah. But that's what they're doing. That's the trial. Because he can't defend all those other things. So I will what I'm gonna do is I will each day I've been reading the transcript. And I'll see if I can find the petition, but I, it's been pretty much described what I what I just said. But I'm going to guess you know I'll, I'll update you. Yesterday was direct examination of, of Michael Mann. It, it obviously that's the lawyer asking questions that are favorable to the plaintiff, but they also have to anticipate the cross examination and do damage control. And I thought that the damage control on the on the uh, uh, saying he was a Nobel Peace Prize winner was really more, um, yeah, I lied. You know, so they can't bring it up and make it sound like it was on cross. Just go ahead and do like Trump did and said, yeah, I said, grab it. And so that's really what they did with that. Because I was wondering how they were going to handle the lie that he was a Nobel Peace Prize winner. Now, the other thing that came out on their own testimony, kind of funny to me, I'm, uh, you know, I don't know how much, how much this, the deep state is paying these attorneys, but they, but they, he, he's been getting a complete increase in pay ever since that has said, he, since, ever since that was said against them. He's not, what are his damages? People are still hiring him to go out and speak on the circuit. They're, he's making more money at his job. How could you call, how do you put a dollar amount on defamation when it, when it made you make more money, brought more attention to you? So that's my report on the, the Stein man litigation. I'm hoping that if I update everybody each day that you might get as interested in as I am. I think this is a big case. I think this is an important case that, that lawfare is trying to say you can defame an idea. So so then so then who does the money go to when the idea has been defamed? Well, man gets it. Was it his idea? Yeah, he's responsible for that graph. <laughs> he lives and dies by that graph. And I, and I do know, I have seen the evidence that that they know that it's not only that the people that are they're working for man to prove that it's not true, that they've got evidence. If you remember that, there were some leaks that they've been knowing it was a farce. Yes. I was um, looking at something because I was on the island of Guam and I saw Marshall Islands had the storm that come through that messed up some of the army bases and stuff. Oh, um, but the history of Guam was talking about 1,400 years ago is when the um, sea level was about what it is now and the coral reefs started forming and all that. And in between the lines, what I realized, what they were saying is sea level hasn't changed in 1,400 years for Guam. <laughs> Ferdinand up, was in, or, well, up or down. That was before Ferdinand was in power. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that crazy? <laughs> the wow. proof is out there. Wow. Yo, yo, yes, yo, put it another way. Istanbul was still Constantinople. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. That's hilarious. Well, guys, this was a fun podcast. I gotta go. I mean, obviously we got we got a late start today for for my reasons, but yeah. I, I can't tell you how much I appreciate that. And, and Jim, if you get to hear this, thank you for coming on. I appreciate our listeners. Do we have any idea what our our 
conspiracy is again tomorrow? Or is it because I, I I stay out of that. I don't know if we have one yet. Which is <laughs> anyway, <laughs> the conspiracy is that Jeff Dewitt is going to turn the key and go boom. You oh. think it'll happen? Jeff Dewitt, you the head he, of uh, Arizona GOP, was former. Do you think you, you think he's going to die? He said he, if he released this, he would turn a key and it would go boom when he gets in the car. Well, I mean, I, I he was scared. I think if he could have tackled her, he would have. I don't think you could be more nervous and desperate than he was in that 10, almost 11-minute conversation. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That, so there probably is going to be a future conspiracy out of that for sure. Yeah. Well, all I can say is, guys, thanks for listening. Thank you guys for participating. And we'll be back tomorrow with a conspiracy. And you know what? It's going to be a doozy. But I want to know yeah. something. Yes. I want to know something. Could Jeff DeWitt yeah. have done better that day at the end in his, desperation, in his desperation? Is there anything he could have done? He could have had some PJ's coffee from Hawk. And that would have increased his thought process. And he probably would have released and darned the consequences. And he would have been so focused, they wouldn't have been able to wire his car to blow. Because he would have <laughs> noticed it immediately. And he wouldn't have got in the car. And so he'd still he'd be, have integrity and he'd be alive as well. And he would have had a much better experience and been calm and not nervous. So there you go. And, and and I listen. I'm not going to let you go without telling me. Do you still have Red Bull or not? We do. All natural. That's right. Red Bull, Zap chips, breakfast, lunch sandwiches, all sorts of wonderful pastries. Uh, boosted tea, regular tea, iced tea, and wonderful frozen hot chocolate. I know it's an oxymoron, but it's delicious. Anyway. Thank you, guys. Appreciate everybody listening. Thank you for participating. We'll be back tomorrow. Bye bye. Bye bye.